It is absolutely fantastic. And what a lot of people don't know about Antigua and Barbuda, we actually have a collection of 26 offshore islands. It's totally um, changed my original opinion of a you know, honeymoon destination, of just couples swanning along beaches. So yeah, I'm really excited to put together one of those itineraries on his fabulous website and get, uh, get going. <laughs> So why does Joel think it's absolutely fantastic and what has changed Jules's mind about this amazing destination? This is episode number six of the Travel Podcast and join us as we find out why all Caribbean islands are not the same and what makes so many famous celebrities head to Antigua for their holidays. You're listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast, today's most exciting travel destinations, brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey everyone and welcome to the Travel Podcast where we aim to inspire you with some brilliant news, views and behind the scenes look at some of the most amazing destinations in the world. I'm Steve Witt, co-founder of one of the UK's biggest travel companies and always I'm joined by a team of travel experts who live and breathe travel every single day. They work in travel, they're travel experts, most importantly they are passionate about travelling to the world and today I'm joined by Jules. Welcome Jules. Thank you, hello. And also today we have a special guest who we'll come to in a moment but today we're also joined by a live studio audience dotted around the UK a virtual studio audience I should say Uh, so welcome to everyone who is on the line and joining us you can't hear them but they are there and they're poised ready to ask questions about today's podcast so guys if you are one of our studio audience do feel free to ask questions as we go we'll come to those in due course now today I'm super excited about today's podcast because we always get to travel the world to some amazing destinations, but this is one of my favourites. I may have said that before, but this genuinely is because I went to this location for my 30th birthday, which you might want to make a note of this, Jules. It's the 4th of October, okay, just to put it into context. Um, Our 30th birthday was only a couple of years ago as well, just so you know. Of course. And um, I went here and it was the most memorable experience ever. So today we are off to uh, Antigua and Barbuda. Um, I'm never sure if I'm saying that one right. We'll come to that in a second. But we are joined by Joel. Joel, hopefully you are there and uh, joining us. Hi, Steve. Thank you very much for that warm introduction. You are welcome. So just um, for context for everyone, you are our resident expert today. Um, Just for everyone who... um, hasn't met you before quick bio about yourself where you're from and why uh, what makes you such an expert well i'm actually from antigua itself so i moved to the uk 11 years ago i came for two years didn't know where the time went and i'm now working with the tourist board in london you know promoting antigua throughout the uk and europe um so i guess a job really is to persuade people to go there on their holiday not really a hard job is it steve considering you've been well, I would say not a hard job, and it's not much convincing. Certainly, uh, I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, Jules, you've never been, have you? No, I've not been fortunate enough to get to that island specifically. I've been to Dominican Republic, um, but that's my entire Caribbean um experience Experience. so i'm very excited to hear today from joel all about antigua and barbuda so for the guys who are our virtual studio audience if you could type in and let us know if you've been before that would just help us with questions but um 
Joel, now we want to take people on a bit of a virtual tour of uh, the islands. Um, so I'm going to pitch in with loads of questions because um, I, I, I could rave about it all day long. Um, just for anyone who's not being, we obviously know it's the Caribbean, but just to put it into context, whereabouts in the Caribbean, what, what can you sort of say to help people position it? We say we're in the heart of the Caribbean because I think it's one of the first islands you meet coming into from the Atlantic Ocean. And it is quite centrally located in the Leeward Islands and really provides that twin centering opportunity. So even customers who are going on to smaller islands like the British Virgin Islands, St. Bart's, Antigua is like the hub that they come into. It's a very small island. It's not as big as people think it is. It's quite popular. But in realistically, it's only 11 miles by 14. So when you come, leave next time, you rent a car, you stop at the red light, we know you're a tourist <laughs> visiting. Now, <laughs> you, you say hire a car. Now, am I correct in saying, and it may have changed since I went a couple of years ago, um, there's no signposts, is there? There is a few, but if they're followed, it's an <laughs> island joke. But there are a few, legally. Okay. So, now... I went as I actually did a water sports holiday, and we'll talk more about sort of water sports in a bit. But you're either going to go for a holiday, sort of a fly and flop type holiday, or you could go on a cruise, couldn't you? It's a very popular cruising destination. During the winter months, uh, from November until about the end of May, uh, we get a few cruise ships coming into St. John's and into the English and Falmouth harbours, definitely. Okay, it's so. A good way. Um, so, no, I was saying it's a good way is to taste it. Antigua, through the cruise, you get one day. People come back for a holiday after. Excellent. Now, we'll talk more about the cruising in a bit because you're going to end up in a certain part of the island probably if you go cruising. Let's say you're flying from the UK. Now, uh, obviously, this podcast goes out all over the world, but flying from the UK, typical flight times? Seven and a half, eight hours. Depends on the calendars. So it's a good way to get there. In the winter months, it's quite shorter due to the tailwinds. So six and a half, seven. So a bit like mid-haul instead of long-haul, we like to say. Brilliant. And is that a direct flight? All direct flights from Gatwick, uh, 11 flights a week. Wow. Amazing. So you fly in, and I mean, it's such a warm reception when you get to Antigua. You're going to arrive at the airport, great little airport, and then head off to where you're going to be staying. Um, Now, when I arrived, I got got a taxi uh, to the hotel I was staying in. Very interesting taxi experience. I don't know if it's changed since I was there, but... Um, getting around the island, um, what's the best way of, of doing that if you when you arrive, Joel? People do the taxi. That's normally the most popular option because there's no bus services from the VC Bird International Airport. And as I said before, it's only 11 by 14 miles, so everywhere is within 30 minutes. So it's quite a scenic drive. So it's a nice way to get your first day going into the sun. What's the best time of year to be going? Well, we are all year round destination. It depends on what you're looking for. If you just want a beach and flop, you can come between November and May. But if you want to come when things are happening, like festivals and carnival, you come during the summer months, so June, July, August. So it depends on what the customer is looking for. And I mean, Antigua is very well known for sailing. That's one of the great things. You mentioned festivals yeah. there. Is it so? Do a lot of people come for those activities as opposed to just the fly and flop type holidays? Yes, Antigua is one of the top five sailing destinations in the world. And it has built a reputation over the years, hosting many regattas, classic boat shows, luxury yacht shows, the Antigua Race Week every April. So, and the good thing is, you don't have to be a sailor to partake there's so many activities and beach parties and concerts happening during that time um so the spectators 
element of it is really good. So if you're there on your holiday next time, do come on out during the Santiago Sailing Week and you can go out every night, see the boats, attend events and you just enjoy it as if you were sailing on a boat. And it is an absolutely fantastic destination for water sports as well, isn't it? I mean, I, I went there for windsurfing. Um, that's my passion, catamaran sailing. Um, but it is such a great location, isn't it? It is absolutely fantastic. And what a lot of people don't know about Antigua and Barbuda, we actually have a collection of 26 offshore islands. So you can kite surf over to Green Island or you can take a catamaran over to Barbuda. Um, so you really get a diverse experience when you come out there on a holiday not just being on the beach every day. Brilliant. I actually learnt to sail um, last summer in Sandbanks. So is it any good for, I wouldn't say I was, you know, really up there yet for regattas, um, but is it a good place to go even if you're a beginner for the water sports? Absolutely. Um, the various resorts in Antigua, they're actually cater for non-sailors who want to leave with a scale, you know, around the East Coast, Nonsuch Bay where we have the Atlantic tides come in. They do a lot of sailing schools there as well, kids as well. So it's really a good way. People love it because then they grow up, they come back as teenagers, and then they come back with their families later in life. So it's a nice thing to get attracted to when you're there. So we're going to talk Fantastic. more. Fantastic. Go on. Go Sorry. Ladies first. I was just going to say, I wouldn't have thought of it initially as such a, um, a family destination. It really springs into my mind as a place to go on a honeymoon. So, yeah, you've really given me great insights there, Joel. There's more to, to Antigua. Right. I'll see you outside in the boat. <laughs> and uh, there's a number of companies who use Antigua as a, a base for sort of uh, sailing holidays, um, flotilla-type holidays, isn't there? excellent that is through the british virgin islands they all come through antigua because we have the history as well we also have the anchorages all around the island it's beautiful it goes back to the 18th century so antigua is really fortunate and blessed to have that so for anyone um let's say you go into the caribbean uh, each caribbean sort of island has its own style its own sort of um culture its own sort of look and feel for anyone who's never been to Antigua, how would you describe the island to sort of paint a mental picture for people? I would say Antigua is your authentic Caribbean. It's not overdeveloped. It's still very sort of low-rise buildings. You know, your rooms on your resorts, or bungalows on the beach, you walk all straight into the sea. Not overpopulated, just about 100,000 people on the island. So no matter where you are, you feel like you're having the beach to yourself. You know, there's no building taller than a palm tree. It's like opening in a crayon book. So walking into St. John's, every building is a different colour. When you think of Caribbean, you think of white sand, turquoise water and palm trees. Antigua takes all those boxes for you. It is. You've got a few beaches, haven't you, Joe? Oh, hundreds. We can name one after you, Jules. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Didn't I see uh, there's literally a day for a, a beach for every single day of the, the year? We have lost count, so we just said 365, <laughs> one for every day of the year. But Fantastic. that's the beauty of Antigua. You can take a boat to get to some of them. You can hike in the mornings to get to some of them, and some will be outside your resort, so you're spoiled for choice. And all the beaches are public, so literally you can walk on any. Is that right? That is correct. All beaches are public, but that's the nice part about it, because you could be staying on the north coast of the island, or you could be renting a car and drive to the south coast with your picnic basket, some local wadadli there, and just go on the beach for the afternoon and relax there. Sorry, I was just going to ask Joel if he had a favourite beach. I'll be biased, but the village I'm from in Antigua is called Five Islands Village, and it has three resorts and also a lovely beach called Galley Bay. And so growing up as a child in Antigua, 
is literally 15 minutes walk from my house. That was a typical bank holiday weekend. You walk to the beach, spend the entire day, and you come back at sunset. So it's grown on me now. And the beaches are so amazing. I always remember the colour of the sea. Um, it is that picture perfect, that postcard colour um, sea, isn't it? Yes, your phones, no matter how many pixels you have, don't do it justice. You have to come and see it for yourself. It's absolutely stunning and beautiful. Now, I went in October and I remember windsurfing and I was sailing along thinking, wow, this is so hot, I need to jump into the ocean to cool off. <laughs> and I jumped into this pitch-perfect ocean and I had to get out again because the water was so hot, it was too warm. The most amazing experience. So much to see and do on such a small island. Um, now, we're going to talk about some of the places you can go. What might be a good starting point, Joel, for anyone who's never been before, looking to go and see the sites? You've got to start somewhere. Where would you start? I will start in English Harbour on the south coast of Antigua. That's the rich history down there. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. You get to know about where Antigua was before, where is it going now. And it's just fantastic. There's walking trails, museums, ancient forts. Just really a fantastic introduction to the island so a little bit sort of pirates of the caribbean-esque yes <laughs> it was a former base of british navy as well so customers who are coming from the uk for example um they can really get in touch with a bit of you know history and the connection between antigua and great britain and you can you can walk around you can see the sites there's museums there you can go into it's like an old town. You can walk around. There's about two dozen restaurants and cafes. You can sit, have a nice Pinot Grigio, overlooking the mega yachts in the harbour. And then you can just have a fantastic afternoon, have some lunch, and then you head back to your resort in the evening. And it is such a chilled out place to go. It's very relaxed. It's so, um, it is picture perfect. Um, so is that a sort of a day activity or just pop in and see it what would you recommend you can make it a day activity because there's so much to do around there instead of just rushing you come and you wind down you have a good time if you go on a sunday for example you can do that in the day and then in the evening you can go to shirley heights for example where you can watch the sunset and enjoy barbecue you enjoy flamey grills meat steaks lobsters reggae bands steel bands it's fantastic and it goes until 10 p.m so you can make it a full day or short as possible oh, you're making us hungry Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so w one of the things i did um i took the opportunity to take a tour of the island uh, i literally just hired a taxi for the day taxi and the driver and said take me around um see the sights is that something you'd recommend highly recommend because you can get it tailored to your needs and the taxi drivers are very passionate about what they do. It's their bread and butter. They love it. So you actually do get a more authentic experience than going on a scheduled tour where, you know, you never know, they might drop you off at their mom's for a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> or a shot of rum. Um, but you get the real experience off the beaten track, places that you wouldn't have read in a in a brochure on a website. And it's a real way to get to know Antigua. As I said, we're only 100,000 population everybody knows everybody it's safe you know so that to me is the way i would do it if i'm going back on a holiday I, I would do that again in a heartbeat and it's i think you could pretty much pick any taxi driver they're all the friendliest people in the world and yeah. all have the ability to talk and they've been doing it for years and years and they get people who come back and request the same driver for the next time they come and recommend it to other friends so they definitely love what they do amazing so english harbour Shirley Heights, where else would you head to next? I would probably head to St. John's. That's the capital city of Antigua. Cobbler Street, duty-free shopping. Just really a nice day out, you know, have some local food as well. 
You can try out the local goat stew and dumplings uh, from the street vendors. And then just have a look over Dudley Bear. You might find some guys in the corner playing domino. Or just wander in the streets. There's a cathedral there, the St. John's Cathedral. Um, and you also have a museum in St. John's as well. It's just a fantastic to spend a couple of hours. Now, I'm right in saying this is where the cruise ships come into, isn't it? That's where the cruise ships do come into St. John's. So you can literally walk right to the dock to see where the cruise ships come in. And Correct. that sort of the first couple of streets where people would be coming into um, if they got off the cruise ship are um, amazing shops. You've got sort of jewellery shops. It's sort of uh, the nice bright colours. You've got all the restaurants and everything. And then the rum shops. All in the rum shops, of course. Um, but from there, sort of as you walk a little bit further out of that sort of centre part of town, it gets a little bit more authentic, doesn't it? Uh, yes. If you go to the right, you go to the museum and the cathedral. If you go to the left, you reach the St. John's public markets and craft markets and just seeing the locals on their everyday life, you know, working, selling on the side of the street, selling authentic antique souvenirs, or just, you know, having a nice, getting fantastic photos of the street art. You know, Antigua, as I said, it's very colourful. You know, every building is a different colour, so really good for people who are into, like, photography and that sort of things. Very, very, very good spot to be. Fantastic. Now, Joel, you mentioned the food, and you've got me hungry for food. And <laughs> I've done a bit of research on the food, as it is my favourite subject. So I would like to know, Joel, and forgive my uh, pronunciation, I think it's a fungi? Fungi, yes. Can I ask what it is? So it's basically a bit like polenta. So it's this cornmeal cooked with like fresh herbs and okra and that is served normally with a fish. So whether it's steamed fish or salted cod and it's something like a ritual in Antigua. You have that every time you want to feel at home. So even me being an Antiguan away, if I want to feel a bit of Antigua in Essex, I make that for myself. You can't order that on a takeaway in Essex, no? <laughs> no, it's not on delivery. Not on delivery yet, no. <laughs> and another thing um, that I thought, this sounds absolutely delicious, a dukana. Dukana. So every Easter, a traditional Good Friday dish is called dukana. So basically it's a combination of grated coconuts mixed with flour, water, spices, and you can make it with raisins or no raisins, that's a big debate, and you basically knead it. And it's cooked in a banana leaf in steaming water. And you can have it with anything that has like a sauce base, so stewed chicken, salted cod, stewed fish, and every Good Friday, every house in Antigua is cooking that. There's no coconuts left on the market. <laughs> and finally on the food, I've heard about the um, the Antigua black pineapple. Oh, yes. Mm, mm, mm. Antigua is one of the driest islands in the Caribbean um, because of its location. It doesn't get a lot of rain because it doesn't have like mountains to attract the clouds and it's not a volcanic island. So because of that, the soil is quite dense. So growing pineapples takes about 18 months. So they're not as huge as the ones you get when you get them from the major plantations. The ones in Antigua are very small and the skin is like dark in colour. But because of that, it's condensed and it's so sweet. You grab a bite of the sweet pineapple and it just runs down your mouth, delicious. And it's called the Antigua Black Pineapple, one of the sweetest pineapples you ever have in the world. Amazing. Oh, we shouldn't have done this before lunch, John. <laughs> so uh, talking of food, now we, we went to um, St. John's and uh, enjoyed it so much we decided to go back for an evening meal. So we got a taxi back um, to the restaurant 
in the sort of centre of town, recommended by a local. And while we were there, we were sat on the table next to Viv Richards, <laughs> which, um, Jules, you, you're looking a little bit blank there. No? God, Sorry. Shame on you. I got nothing. <laughs> so um, now I was with my dad, um, so made the entire holiday for my dad. Now, why is that so important, Joel? So Viv Richards is our national hero and a living legend. You know, he was the pioneer of the West Indies cricket team in the heyday when they were playing matches against South Africa, New Zealand, India, the Britain, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, uh, but they were very, very extraordinary. And he's really built a pioneer and a fantastic reputation. Um, today in Antigua, just like yourself, we get many cricket fans that come over just to see him. We have our stadium that is named after him. He features a museum as well for Sir Vivitches. There's a street in Antigua called Sir Vivitches Street, which is, has his home where he was brought up with his mom and his brothers. Um, so he's definitely a big tourist attraction for us. And, I mean, when Sir Vivitches comes to the UK for work or on his own personal time, You'd be amazed of how many people know him here. He's like a local celebrity. And his reputation is just fantastic. And cricket lovers, they're just... For Antigua, it is so iconic for such a small island to have such a fantastic cricketer in the world of cricketers. So if you're not into okay. sailing, you can go and talk to anyone about cricket and they'll all talk to you about cricket. It is a national sport. Every village has a cricket field. You see kids playing randomly and our cricket matches that happen throughout the year attract thousands and thousands of people that come just for the cricket atmosphere. Are you any good, Joel? Not anymore. I've been in the UK too long. <laughs> <laughs> We've got cricket here. You can join some team over here. It's not as warm. <laughs> I can't help you there. <laughs> so Viv Richards, a celebrity in his own right, living legend, um, but also now... I'm right in saying that Antigua has become a bit of a, a celebrity hotspot, hasn't it? Oh, yes. we Because of the friendliness of the people, people do not feel bothered. You know, the islanders very much respectful of who comes. They treat you like family. So a lot of celebrities have called Antigua their home. You know, so they've come build their own homes, come on multiple holidays, bring their families, go sailing themselves, depending on who they are, from the US, from Italy, from the UK. And they really do love it. They love that sort of experience where it's very much they can be on the beach, no paparazzis, you know, no one is troubling them and they're just having the best holiday of their life. They want to escape that. Antigua is like their escape. Let's try you some of these names, Jules. You might recognise these more than uh, cricketers. Uh, Cameron Diaz apparently <laughs> loves Antigua. Oh, yes, she does. She's yep. come a few times, had a villa. There we go. Nicole Schwarzenegger. Yeah, she's been before. She did some filming out there as well for us. Eric Clapton. Yes, so Eric Clapton, he actually calls Antigua his second home. He actually built a rehabilitation centre there for as well. So... And he has like an auction for his guitars and, and you can see it from a distance. People actually come and visit his home and this is a really, really scary spot when he just wants to get away. And he's been there for years, since I'm a little boy. He's been in Antigua. Brilliant. Paul McCartney? Yes, absolutely. Another favourite for luxury hotels. Clearly a place for um, musicians because Mariah Carey, uh, Mary J. Blige, Charlotte Church, all on the list of people who go. When you find a good spot, you share it with your close friends. And then the one that's mm, possibly not so good, Piers Morgan. Oh, yeah. He loves it as well. <laughs> and also Robert De Niro. 
Murphy's come up there a few times as well for a holiday. I've actually been in a restaurant and Robert De Niro was on the next table to me having dinner in a local fish restaurant, just like how you were in lunch and you saw the fishes. So you never know what can happen when you're in Antigua. Never know. Amazing. We talk cricket. We talk celebrities. We know where we uh, where we go for going cruising. Uh, what else can we do on the island? Antigua, you can always come around for like if you want to do sort of authentic foodie tours. So, for example, we have classes like cooking with Ram. So you can go to, into a local home and you learn how to cook. Nicole's Table, she's a very popular one. That's quite popular. To celebrate our independence, we do a big food festival as well in November. So fantastic local streets among the streets at the Sir Vivian Richards Cricket Stadium and just really doing a nice foodie trail. Um, very sort of gastronomic experience. A lot of people don't connect the Caribbean with that. And that is something that we think people should do more when they come. Learn about the spices that we use, tour the hot sauce factory, learn how to make rum, you know, that sort of experience. I try to encourage as much people when they come to fit into the itinerary in Antigua, even just for one day. You leave with something, a good skill. And you've also got some fantastic um, diving spots. Sorry, I know we talked about water sports, but diving is another one of my passions. And um, I've seen that the amount of coral that you have and the different species that you can come into contact with and the turtles. Are you a, are you a diver, Joe? I'm not a diver. You were quite funny. Antigans do not like to swim like below deep water. We swim in a shallow bit. <laughs> Uh, but yes, you're correct. On the south coast, we've got Cades Reef, which is a two-mile reef, very popular. Also on Barbuda, Barbuda is known to have hundreds of shipwrecks. Um, it was fantastic for diving because the island itself is below sea level. So a lot of shipwrecks sank there back in the days when they used to have the 18th century boats coming in. And that has created a lot of diving spots for people looking for that sort of experience as well. And even on Antigua, there are a few shipwrecks around Antigua. But stunning reefs, there's an area called Stingray City. It's a reef off a village called Seaton's. And it's home of hundreds of stingrays. So even a shallow snorkel in there, you see stingrays in the wild. Fantastic experience. Definitely, that is fantastic. And you've got quite a lot of different wildlife that you can spot all around Antigua. I've seen like wild deer and, and things like that. Do you have any favourite wildlife hotspots? Um, yes, you can go to the Donkey Sanctuary. That is like um, a place that they're sort of donkeys who are stray and don't have anywhere, no owners or anyone to look after them. So it's, it's not a money-making organisation, but it's sort of like keep them there and you can just go there with a brush spend a couple of hours at them let them feel at home um and it's really a nice cool spot that i try to go to once a year to see how they're doing and it's really nice because growing up these donkeys are part of our livelihood growing up in antigua and these donkeys can be used for fantastic um they're very friendly as well good for kids the kids love them as well so before we head on over to Barbuda, there's such a choice of places to stay in Antigua as well, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Sort of, what sort of can you tell us about the diverse nature of the hotels or how would you choose where to stay on the island? Because there's plenty of choice. Plenty of choice. Firstly, you have to decide who you're coming with because we have adults only and we've got family resorts. We've got fillers, we've got self-catering, we've got three-star, we've got the mega expensive 
that Alexa Mariah Carey stays at. So Antigua, just physically, you decide. Again, because of the size of the island, anywhere you are on the island doesn't really make much of a difference because you're no more than 10, 15 minutes from a beach, regardless of where you are. And so on the East Coast, for example, because that is facing the Atlantic Sea, People are into kite surfing, wind surfing, normally still at Nonsuch Bays because you get the nice winds coming that way and you can do those sort of activities at that resort. If you want something a bit more exclusive, you can stay at Jumbi Bay, which is actually a hotel on a little island off Antigua. And so it's five-star luxury, um, very sort of exclusive. But if you want something very like colonial style on Antigua, hotels like the Blue Waters Resort, Hermitage Bay, Cocos, all face the Caribbean Sea and are made up of like bungalows on the beach or on the hill, fantastic views. You will not get any sort of massive resorts in Antigua. They're all like locally owned, fantastically designed, very sort of in the natural flora and fauna and just gives you that sort of feeling like I have arrived in the Caribbean. That's brilliant. Where's um? What's your sort of um, preferred type of accommodation? Um, do you like the more authentic style or, or the more luxury? Something with a bit of character. So a hotel like the Inn at English Harbour, which is located just outside of Nelson's Dockyard, is just my style. It's 28 rooms on the beach, and on the right is an old history fort. On the left is a beautiful bay, and you just feel like you're in the midst of history, and it has so much character. It speaks for itself. That is my style. And do people tend to go all-inclusive type holidays in Antigua or are they sort of bed and breakfast and then go out for meals what, what sort of or is it a mixture we get a very big mix of that so we normally get the all-inclusive for the first timers uh, who just think they're booking another Caribbean holiday and when they come and they realize how easy it is to get around how friendly the people are the next holiday so we come back and just do self-catering get a villa or an apartment in English Harbour and you know renting a car it's quite easy. We drive on the same side of the road like people here in England. So it's quite easy to just jump in the car, run to the supermarket, grab your food and just go around the beaches. You know, you can map yourself. You can come for a whole year. Be on a beach today. Amazing. So <laughs> I went for a week. Is that normal? Do people tend to go for longer? What's your experience? Longer. We get average 10 to 14 nights, even 21 nights. Um, people love it for that sort of escape. They feel after they've left Antigua that is sort of giving them their mind back and people are we find are coming for longer and longer and they're doing a lot of twin centering as well being the hub of the northern caribbean you can do a week in antigua and then do a week somewhere else so somewhere else could be barbuda i'm guessing that's correct so mm-hmm. i'd never considered that before i went obviously would consider it now how would i get from one to the other you can do barbuda three different ways depends on your mood and what you want to spend so you can do the flight, that takes a short test, 15 minutes from Antigua Airport straight into Barbuda. And because we are the same country, there is no border controls or anything. So you land on the plane, on airport, that's about two metres big, and you're out. <laughs> uh, you can do the catamaran, which is like a day trip that takes you from the St. John's Harbour, sail your course to Barbuda leisurely, run punch music, food, dancing, relaxing on the nets. And it sails you around the whole island of Barbuda and spend the day and head back to Antigua in the afternoon. Or you can do it my style. You can just hop on the local ferry and you can just go over with the locals because people live in Barbuda, work in Antigua and vice versa. So you can just jump on that in the morning, head over to Barbuda with your luggage and spend a couple of nights there and do that on the return. You get the ferry straight from the St. John's dock 
and it's really quite a nice way to get to see Barbuda. And what's different about Barbuda? Is it a different culture, different feeling? Is it just a smaller version of Antigua? How would you describe it? We say we are blessed because we have two paradises, soldiers one. Barbuda is like a Robin Crusoe version of Antigua. You know, it's 62 square miles. Antigua is 108 square miles. Antigua has a population of 100,000. Barbuda has a population of just about 1,000. Antigua has white sand beaches. Barbuda has pink sand beaches. So it's very, very different, and it just really complements each other. It doesn't compete with each other. And we're truly lucky to have that experience. Even if you don't want to stay in Barbuda, you come into Antigua for a seven-day holiday, hop on the catamaran, you get to go into the local village of Codrington, and you enjoy some local Barbuda seafood. Delicious. Joel, is there any rivalry between the two islands? (laughs) Friendly rivalry. We all get (laughs) Cricket matches? Do you have an Antigua versus Barbuda cricket match? No, because we have to go as one country. So, well, we have Antigua versus other islands in the Caribbean cricket matches. So, we're one country. So, in terms of if you want to go to Barbuda, which sounds amazing, I don't know why I haven't done it yet. It's now on my list. Choice of accommodation? Is it sort of uh, is their choice? doesn't sound very big. Yes, there is resorts. There's there's luxury resorts, or you can do the simple apartments because it's such a small island and such a low population people tend to normally do it on the sort of um just going grab an apartment and you can just wander around the streets on your own or with a local tour guide while you're there there's a local barbuda tourist office located right in the airport can provide you with maps and taxi drivers and anything you need to make your holiday there much better but yeah there's hotels the barbuda bell the barbuda cottages and there's new news of developments happening there all the time, so it just depends when they're open. But it's definitely becoming more popular. While at the same time, Barbuda is not a place once in our vision to be overcrowded. So we sort of keep it as a secret. It's sort of very like very small, very authentic. The biggest hotel on Barbuda has nine rooms. Oh wow. Nine rooms. That's the biggest. So if you're staying in Antigua and going across for a day trip, can you take a car with you? No, you can't do the car, unfortunately. You'll have to leave your car in Antigua. Yep. But you can just go for the day and come back on the passenger ferry. How long is the local ferry, Charles? It's about an hour and 45 minutes, or 15 minutes if you fly. So someone looking to go on holiday, they love to do a twin centre, um, going to spend some time in Antigua, then head across to Barbuda. How long would you sort of spend in both? I will do seven nights in Antigua. You can do seven nights in the south coast of Antigua, somewhere like Carlisle Bay or Curtin Bluff. Then you can go down to English Harbour in Antigua, visit St. John's, do a food tour, do a catamaran trip, then head to Barbuda for your last three nights. On your way back, you can transit in the airport and you connect on your flight back to where you came from. That, to me, is my perfect twin centre in for Antigua and Barbuda. And How does Barbuda get its pink sand? It's from the coral. The coral um, breaks up mm-hmm. into very small particles and it washes ashore. So it mixes with the white sand and when the sun hits that, it glows a light pink. And it's about 17 miles of unbroken beach. It's breathtaking. Sounds incredible. And the diving as well would be amazing around there with all that coral. Yes, very good reviews. So popular for British tourists, is it sort of popular for the Americans as well? Yes, we get Americans, but Americans do come for short weekends. Right. Uh, the British are the tourists that comes for the longer stays. And a lot of our hotels are British-owned, so there is a connection there as well. And we get a lot of British people who are our biggest repeaters. You know, sort of 
50% of Antigua tourism is repeat business. We say this must be doing something right. Definitely. And you've got the picture postcards as well. (laughs) (laughs) So loads of things you could be doing on the islands. It sounds amazing. We can't talk about them all. But on your website, uh, which is visitantiguabarbuda.com, You've got a brilliant tool for planning a trip, haven't you? Yes, an itinerary base. So you can just select different elements and pull your itinerary together so you can get your ideas and your inspiration. Because we do encourage you to go out, even if you're on an all-inclusive hotel, get out to the Antigua. We want you to enjoy the people, enjoy the local food, enjoy the history and the culture. Um, and it gives you some really, really good ideas on what to do. Now, I, I, I would advocate that absolutely because you could literally just fly and flop but you'd be wasting such an opportunity wouldn't you there's so much cool things to do in a very relaxed way it's not going to be stressy going out and visiting all these places no possibly one of the most relaxed holidays ever and on the website we also have the Barbuda beach bar trail so it's a bit like using a dating app it picks up where you are and tells you all the little local beach bars around you and you know, things that you won't really know about or you wouldn't have heard of before. And it's quirky, it's funny, the staff there are locals, they own it, they have a passion for it, and you really do leave with some good memories. Amazing. So we're getting near the end of the podcast. Uh, guys in the virtual studio audience, if you've got any questions, do feel free to type them in uh, before it's too late. Um, Jules, any sort of thoughts? You've never been before. What are you thinking right now, having heard what Joel's got to say? Yeah, so it's totally um, changed my original opinion of a you know, honeymoon destination of just couples swanning along beaches. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to put together one of those itineraries on his fabulous website and get uh, get going. <laughs> yes. got family, so I'm really impressed, Joe. I really didn't think it had so much to offer. It does, and you know, families of all ages can go zip lining in the rainforest, swimming with stingrays, ATV tours. Um, it really does offer a really good mix for people who want that true, authentic Caribbean holiday in Antigua and Barbuda it's difficult to really describe I mean go and look at photos we'll put photos on the website and everything but until you've been it's really difficult to really get that true feeling of what it's like that authentic (laughs) um, without being too rustic but also with the friendly atmosphere you've got really something for everyone the fact that celebrities you've even got the likes of oprah winfrey they don't become much richer than people like oprah winfrey mm-hmm. choosing to go to antigua says it all yes i agree with that and it obviously resonates with people's mind we said memories make your best souvenir and i think that's what antigua and Barbie does to people and just to add to that um just because rich and famous people go there does not mean it's a very expensive place to go no it just means that we attract all calibers of people from you know people who just wanted uh, Airbnb on the beach, very small, very boutique, or people who just want to go to the super high-end luxury villas, very much caters to everyone needs, everyone bucket list. And yeah, it's fantastic for a group of friends, honeymoons, families, or even solo travel. It's a perfect place to meet new friends as well. Fantastic. So um, looking forward to 2021. Obviously, April, you said, is sailing week. What other sort of festivals might there be to try and sort of plan your diaries around? We usually have our cricket international matches in February. Um, We've got a classic Yacht Regatta as well. And sailing week in April, 
um, in June is Romance Month, so we have lots of like you know novel readings and events happening on the beach, you know, twilight dinners and movies on the beach, very sort of romantic atmosphere. July, August is our carnival celebrations. So really good for people who want to get into the streets, watch parades, colorful costumes. Um, in October, we have more cricket matches as well. We celebrate independence from Great Britain on the 1st of November every year. And that has a week of celebrations in November. And it ends with a national food festival in the streets at Soviet Vision Cricket Stadium. Uh, so that's a fantastic time as well. You see all the locals cooking the food on the streets, food, and just sampling all the local delicacies. Delicious, absolutely delicious. So always something happening throughout the year. Um, but Carnival and the Sea and Regatta is our biggest um, events. We're still a small island. So when we say big, it's still 2,000 people. is a lot for us. <laughs> Cricket mm-hmm. is probably our biggest um, following. Yeah, I read, Joe, that the carnival in Antigua lasts 10 days. 10 days, yes. And you that's still not enough for us, the locals. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Different parties, different events. You've got events in the day, events in the evening. You do need a holiday after a carnival holiday. <laughs> so, Have you got a special costume you're wearing this year? I haven't done cheers in that yet, so but I'd like to go back every year. I've been back 10 of the 11 years I've been here for Carnival. All my friends look forward to me coming back and joining the party. And Jules is going to be going back for Romance Month, was it June? Yeah, June was Romance Month. Um, question in from Chris. Um, obviously, you've perked his interest with the rum. Are there rum distillery tours you can do? Yes, so you can go to St. John's. The Antigua rum is called English Harbour Rum. And you can do rum tasting. You can try the five-year-old that's been barreled in oak barrels, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, the Cabernet rum, the coconut rum, and you can do really, really good rum tasting. I don't know how you'll be when you walk out of there, but um, it's a fantastic, authentic experience. You can just fill it to any of the distilleries around. Amazing. So I've learned a lot, even though I've been there before. I can't wait to go back. I'm probably going to do a twin centre this time, I think. Um, go and experience both islands i want to see this pink sand that does sound fantastic Fantastic. yes and i think i might even try and coincide it with carnival because that does sound pretty special (laughs) it is special you don't have to do all 10 days we excuse you if you can do nine (laughs) (laughs) so jules what are you going to head back for what's your number one thing it sounds most exciting food always steve i don't know why you bother asking me it's always food i I have the benefit i can see you on webcam so i can see your face every time food's mentioned (laughs) (laughs) i mean it sounds incredible well i say i like the diving but i'd also like to eat the fish too so it seems a bit mean but i might as well dive see them all in their happy habitats and then get to the restaurant so get them fresh on my plate fantastic straight from the sea straight on your plate yeah (laughs) brilliant joel you have been amazing we've learned lots um just for anyone who'd like to check out this trip planner where should they head to visit antigabarbuda.com brilliant we'll put uh, a link to that in the show notes that go with this thank you um for joining us today you have been amazing we're looking forward to heading out there um, so thank you. So if you've been listening today and you enjoyed the podcast, please head on over to iTunes or your favourite uh, podcasting platform. Leave us a five-star review to help share it with everybody else. And we look forward to joining you on the next episode. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. 
We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends. But also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.